Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Promise made. Promise kept. Oh, yes. How often do we hear that? Premier Ford announcing that the uh, province's drive clean officially done April 1st. No joke. Yeah. This is that cash grab program which old cars could easily get around and, of course, new cars don't need. So, yeah, it was just a total kind of cash grab. And now it's gone, which will save about 40 million bucks a year. And, of course, Ford also rolling out a lot of details on the pot plan. And, hey, you can smoke it where you can smoke cigarettes. And, of course, we're going to be seeing consultation as to, like, where else you can smoke it. But it has been a very, very busy week for the government. And remember, it was just four days ago that we started learning about the deep dive on the numbers and the audits. So now what? Let's bring in uh, Alan Carter. He is the host of Focus Ontario, and he will be breaking this down comprehensively this weekend. He joins me now. Alan, another busy week of promises made, promises kept. Uh, today we've got the um, the Drive Clean program, dead as of April 1st. And then, of course, uh, I mean, the, the week kicked off, really, when we've kind of gotten to the weeds of the numbers and, and the actual state of Ontario. You've got uh, the president of the Treasury, rather unknown, super, super nice guy, but this it really is his area of expertise, is dealing with numbers. It is. Peter Vesselin-Falvey is on uh, Focus Ontario this weekend to talk about this review of Ontario's books and the spending over the last 15 years. But what's interesting, Alex, and, and you tell me mm-hmm. if I'm getting down in, you know, into the weeds and, and just into terminology, but the premier promised all the way through the election a line-by-line audit of mm-hmm. the books. And even... This week, after it was released, uh, even the finance minister was calling it an audit. It's not an audit. It, the things are different. And I don't know if the government is trying to sell this as more thorough than it is or why it is that they continually call it something that it's not. Yeah, I think there is a bit of confusion because when I think of an audit, I think that we're going to see a line by line like, oh, OK, 30 million went to that hospital when it was supposed to go to that you know, clinic over there. or That's what I'm thinking an audit is. But maybe, I, I don't really know what this audit is or if maybe more is coming. It's not. It's a review. And, and, and the Premier also said this week that it was perhaps the most thorough look at the books that has ever happened. And that is simply also just not true. And again, I think this kind of goes to, you know sort of hyping this thing up a little bit more to make it more than it really is. Politicizing it? What? <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked, I tell you. Yeah. Well, so where where are we going to see? I mean, they've done a couple of things here. First of all, they've decided he's going to be the guy who's giving it all the money. He's the guy you go to because he's the piggy bank in charge of it anyway. Um you know, there's two things they're doing. They're going to people saying, what would you like us to do? Give us the ideas of the programs you're okay to cut and get rid of, or where can we make these efficiencies? And then there's the other side of it of where they're going to find the efficiencies. Right. And I, the thing that jumped out, I think, for a lot of us mm-hmm. when you look at it, and there, this, there's very little actual 
structural advice on what to do in term anything other than just high level things but there's something that the government has which is gbe's government business enterprises and there's four big ones there's the lcbo there's the lottery and gaming commission there's what's left of hydro one and forgive me the other one escapes me but obviously people are going to be really wondering, will the government sell off the LCBO to be able to make cash, or would it do the same thing with gaming? And I asked the minister that directly, and basically he just says everything's on the table. That is true, but you know, and that's interesting because a liquor store actually makes a lot of money, and so once that's gone, you don't have that anymore. But you also then don't have all those union pensions to deal with and all those expenses of public sector, you know, wages. So there's that, too. Yeah, well, exactly. And, I mean, and, and the, the issue is that, I mean, if you, if you sell something that makes a lot of money, like, I don't know, Hydro One, for example, then you eliminate uh, that future revenue. But I think what's interesting here is that the previous government would have said on a little ideological basis, oh, the LCBO is absolutely not, uh, you know, uh, on the chopping block or up for sale. Mm-hmm. And whereas this government is saying, no, nothing is off the books or, you know, nothing is not for sale. Yeah. The other area that uh, they talked a lot about is automation. And so I get the sense um, that we are going to see a lot more of the kiosks or online services, which I have no problem with, because who wants to go out and have to get the driver's license? It's such a monumental pain. But if they can actually do that, that could create a lot of efficiencies. And they say they can do it without getting rid of frontline workers. Yeah, but then again, that's also a lot of that is Service Ontario, which right. is already spun off anyway. That's that. I mean, we we don't pay for that as as taxpayers. I mean, we pay for it with the the fees and services. You know, the fees and all the things we pay for when we get our licenses. Yeah, the other big thing that we've been talking about this week, because we're really only about 19 days, not that I'm counting, till the legalization of pot. But, you know, you're going to be able to smoke it wherever you smoke a cigarette. And that's much further than what the liberals went. In fact, I think this is the way it should have been done the whole time. But it is going to come with problems. It is. And uh, I know, Alex, you are, are looking forward to finding out what all the fuss is about with this plant come uh, late October. <laughs> you can legally consume it. But even today, the premier was yeah. caught sort of flat-footed when he said, no, absolutely, you can't smoke it in parks. You can't smoke it in parks. No. And, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, because now we're following the uh, Smoke-Free Ontario Act, which basically what what it is is anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke a cannabis, a wacky tobacco joint, sure. or whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So walking down the street, yes. Uh, in a park, yes. But <laughs> late late this afternoon, after it was pointed out to the premier that he was incorrect, the government put out a statement saying, no, no, the premier was correct. He meant in a park adjacent to a playground because the Smoke-Free Ontario Act says you cannot smoke in a park 
within 20 meters of a playground. Which everyone does anyway, because they don't enforce the laws. And it's going to be interesting, because this thing is such an unknown. Um, and so it opens up, every time we hear a new chapter of it, it opens up about 20 other kind of legs of, of issues that are going to have to be dealt with. And one of the things is that everyone's saying, well, okay, if I can smoke a joint, why can't I open up a beer and walk down the street with that? And so now we're musing about possibly loosening up, a, you know, where we can consume our, ad- like, we could actually be treated as adults in this province. I think there's a lot of people that, I mean, the premier mused about that. And I think there's a lot of people who think that there should be some relaxation of those laws. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, and all the people that in Toronto that live around, you know, Trinity Bellwoods, for example, a big downtown park, all those people, they live in condos. They don't have any green space. They want to go outside and have a glass of wine and, you know, outside, it's in the park. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting because I think, and not just for Ontario, but all the provinces are going to be dealing with so much and so many unknowns with something that's going to create a whole bunch of spinoff problems. You know, they've got to uh, deal with the licensing and make sure those people, whoever gets a license, and, and they're not even limiting it. Under the Liberals, it was going to be 500 licenses. They're opening up to the whole market. So there's going to be a lot more places you can eventually get it. They're going to have to have so much new bylaw staff, No. Well, and again, so this is what's funny is that you'll hear the premier complain, uh, and he did so today, that the feds, you know, this is being shoved down our throats. We don't have any choices in this. You know, it's a federal regulation that the marijuana must be sold uh, and that the, the Trudeau government just washed their hands of it and handed it to the provinces. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that is true. Yeah. But the province has now done much of the same with municipalities yeah. as well. Yeah. So now municipalities <laughs> are the ones that are going to have to figure out, you know, whether or not, A, do they want pot shops in their municipality? They have only one-time exemption from that. And there's a yes. couple that don't. You know, Richmond Hill, they don't want it. They don't. They sure. Don't yeah. And, yeah. But, but where can it be done? Can it be smoked in a park? All of those things become municipal bylaws. Yes. Yeah, I don't. How long do you think it's going to take to kind of get this thing working? Well, you're looking at in Ontario, not until April do we actually see retail stores. That's the earliest we will I see a bricks and mortar store. Yeah. Obviously, later this month you can order through the mail and you'll be able to get legal marijuana that way. I think we're looking at at least two years of shakedown, not just with the regulations and how they work, but also on the industry side, we're going to see a massive amount. I think, I mean, I'm no financial expert, but I mean, have you seen pot stocks lately? Yeah. I mean, they've gone insane once again, and there's going to be a consolidation there. And of course I missed out. I'm so stupid. (laughs) All right. Uh, What else do you have coming up on the show? Well, we're going to be talking to Peter Bethlen Falvey, obviously, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, whether or not, we're going to ask him this, because you've heard the Premier say it, mm-hmm. is there, was there a cover-up? Yeah. Is there evidence of a cover-up? Yeah. Watch this weekend. You'll be very interested to hear how he doesn't answer that question. Hmm. A politician. What? What? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Good stuff. Good morning, 11.30. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That is Alan Carter. Joining us, of course, you can uh, catch him on Global News, anchoring 5.30. He covers all things Queen's Park for us, as well as Focus Ontario. We got, we've got a ton of coverage for Queen's Park. A lot of bench strength over there. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to On Point on Global News Radio.